The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Feel quite sacred to be in the space with you all. Vast space holding all of us. Meditating together. Allow that goodness to touch you and maybe support you on the path. So today, um, we're going to continue our conversation on sila. And then we'll speak a little bit about the last precept. And then maybe do a review on the, the whole territory of Asila. So this last precept, many of you would know this, um, is about undertaking the training rules of abstaining from intoxicants, drugs and alcohol that leads to heedlessness or cloudiness of our minds. Well, we all know that the danger of cloudy minds, right? When our mind is not clear and acting out from that kind of a cloudiness, dullness, we know, we know what it feels like. We know what may happen. So there is a real danger of that. And so this precept is inviting us to become really um, clear about this and say, oh, you know, I'm not going to play with the fire here. This is like, um, I keep on using the uh, young children, kids as examples. I have my Background, my son is playing guitar. You might even have heard this um, in our meditation. Um, and so it's like I'm telling young kids not to touch the hot stove because it'll burn. And if the kids really listen um, and then don't go anywhere close to it, they may never get burned. And over time, they really know, you know, there is a danger and they understand. And so the same thing with this particular precept. Um, It's pointing to the danger of a cloudy mind and asking us, well, you know, we've all heard so many stories about what happens when one is drunk or um, get intoxicated. Um, and the much harm has been done in so many different ways. So abstain from taking um, drugs and intoxicants that clouds our mind. But there is also a deeper dimension of this particular precept, uh, which 
is that the precept is pointing at the care and the protection of a clear and pure mind and heart. This is where uh, the cultivation of awareness coming, right? The uh, precept invites us to cultivate awareness, to become sensitive to the conditions that leads to cloudiness, dullness, and the conditions that leads to brightness in our mind and clarity in our mind and heart. And so that's a dimension that invites all of us to began to pay careful attention to. In fact, it's not just intoxicants and drugs and alcohol that clouds our mind. And you may have noticed even some food or certain activities that can cloud our mind and cloud our being. Um, Or the way we take our food, overeating and undereating can also lead to dullness and cloudiness of our bodies and mind. And so this cultivation of mindful awareness is to begin to tune in to kind of these forces that may happen within us and begin to um, learn to cultivate the conditions that uh, support an alert, clear mind and let go of the conditions that leads to um, heedlessness and cloudiness of our mind. And some of you may have um, seen this, um, that uh, even, you know, for nowadays, if um, people, you know, play, I don't know, hours of video games, when they come out of their room, look at them, you know, you just kind of feel there is sort of, I don't know, the a tiredness around the person. Um, it can kind of a create a, a different forms of energy when we engage in activities. It really kind of um, dulls our mind. I remember uh, one time when I was attending a conference in Las Vegas, now, there's a big casino with lots of big conference rooms. And one early morning, I um, was getting into the elevator to go down to the conference rooms. And there was a person uh, walked in with a bucket of coins. And it was very clear that uh, the person had probably played a long time overnight or knows maybe a whole night and and the person looked very tired. When I looked into her eyes, there were no sparks. At that moment, I felt, wow, this felt lifeless. And so the as if this hours and maybe whole night of gambling had taken the sparks of life out of the person. So begin to pay attention to our activities, 
how we engage in our activities, contribute, becoming conditions that can lead to dullness and cloudiness of our mind and heart. And we learn to abstain from them. And similarly, in this meditation that we just did, maybe you have some experience, a felt sense of clarity, and felt sense of alertness, aliveness, sparks of our lives. And so we began to know, although these are the conditions that brings the sparkles of our lives, life in us. And so with this kind of a clarity in our heart and mind, we can cultivate the entire um, sila um, domain that we've been talking about, the, the five precepts. The more we become clear and uh, aware, the more we can allow the depth and the richness of the practice of the sila to mature in us. Because in this way, uh, while cultivating sila, not as a uh, some form of a dogmatic holding of, you know, we shall not do so and so, you know, this and that, or, you know, I'm getting a hundred out of a sila test. Or we huff and puff and say, oh, you know, look at me, uh, or judging other people. I didn't do this, and look how good I am. That's not what the sila practice is pointing to. Instead, the practice of sila is an integral part of cultivation of our whole heart and mind. It's integral part of the Dharma path that leads to awakening, freedom from dukkha. And when our bodies and uh, verbal activities are aligned with wholesome qualities of our mind and heart, our actions and the speech become a natural expression of our heart and mind. And they bring much benefit to ourselves and to the world. And so I've been sharing the bits and pieces of this Mangala Sutta, the Sutta of Blessings, in this past week. And so I wanted to maybe read you this Sutta uh, as a whole. And this sutta has many pieces that um, speaks to the cultivation of sila. And then towards the end also speaks about um, the cultivation of the fruit, uh, I guess the fruit of cultivation of sila, samadhi, and panya, heart and mind together. And so you receive these blessings. And there are many translations, so I'm going to share the link uh, just in a moment. Um, And the uh, translation that I've been sharing uh, is based on Bhante Sujato, 
And uh, this is not the only translation. So you can look at the different translations and see if some of this speaks to you. Um, and for me, not a single translation kind of speaks uh, everything. Um, uh, I, I connect with me in a way that um, uh, uh, I would say different translations may connect with me in different ways. So feel free to explore that. So here are the blessings. So it starts by uh, saying that there is a deity who showed up um, at the in front of the Buddha, asking the Buddha to declare the highest blessing or the greatest blessings. So here we go. So I have heard at one time the Buddha was staying near Savatthi in Jitta's Grove. Anantapindika's monastery. Then, late at night, a glorious deity, lightening up the entire Jita's grove, went up to the Buddha, bowed and stood to one side. That deity addressed the Buddha in verse. Many gods and humans have thought about blessings, desiring well-being, declare the highest blessing. The person, the deity is asking the Buddha to declare the highest blessing. Buddha said, and the first one, I'm going to use an alternative translation here, which I associate a little more. It says, not to associate with the fools, but to associate with the wise and honoring those worthy of honor. This is the highest blessing. Like we are here together, living in a suitable region, having made merits in the past, being rightly resolved in oneself. This is the highest blessing. Education and craft, discipline and training, and well-spoken speech. This is the highest blessing. Caring for mother and father. Kindness to children and partners, and unstressful work. This is the highest blessing. Giving and righteous conduct, kindness to relatives, blameless deeds. This is the highest blessing. Desisting and abstaining from evil, avoiding alcoholic drinks, diligence in good qualities. This. Is the highest blessing. Respect and humility, contentment and gratitude, and timely listening to the teaching. This is the highest blessing. Patience, being easy to admonish. The sight of ascetics and a timely discussion of the teaching. This is the highest blessing. Austerity and celibacy, seeing the noble truth and the realization of extinguishment. This is the highest blessing. Though touched by worldly conditions, their mind does not tremble, sorrowless, stingless, secure. This is the highest blessing. Having completed these things, undefeated everywhere. Everywhere they go in safety. This 
is their highest blessing. So may you all find true safety within. May all beings find safety within. Thank you so much, everyone. I'm just truly delighted spending all these days with you. And I'm going to put the uh, 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 sutta in the chat box now and so that you can uh, enjoy this as well. Thank you, everyone.